Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Tuesday after Monday Night Football, week two is now officially in the books. It's on to week three in the NFL. We are going to look at which... Uh, teams that have O's in their records. We are buying and selling. Uh, also, we have some fantasy football talk and a little bit of baseball to close at the show. We thank you for joining us today. We begin with the National Football League. Uh, we have a couple of weeks now in the books, and I think it's time to, to start looking at, you know, we have a couple of now data points. Let's look at who we're believing, what they're telling us, and, and who we're not necessarily. So we'll start with the 2-0 teams. Uh, who are we buying? I am, uh, it's pretty obvious, uh, don't need to go too much detail on Buffalo. Um, they have just absolutely wrecked shop on a couple of teams that made the postseason a year ago. And I, I just... I'm going to believe what they are selling, uh, that this is a very good football team and probably the best football team. We'll get the, into that in our power rankings tomorrow. Um, Kansas City, also pretty easy. I think, anyway, I know a lot of people were concerned about them at the start of the year. Uh, I, I kind of was. I, I think we still went over on their, their prediction. Either way, we have them as a, a playoff team. This is still a very good football team. Um, I think they get a little bit lucky on Gerald Everett falling over on an interception late, but this is still a team that has Patrick Mahomes and a pretty good offensive line. Will there be some stumbles? Yes, but I am overall buying what Kansas City is selling. A couple of less obvious ones. I am... Uh, going to buy what the Miami Dolphins are selling. They have two speed receivers, maybe two of the fastest receivers in the National Football League, just zipping up and down the field. Tua has underthrown them a couple of times, uh, but Tua looks good. The The comeback against Baltimore is incredible. Uh, they absolutely dominate New England. We have Miami as a playoff team, and I'm going to continue to roll with them. Um, I think that, again, this is a podcast that in its entire existence has thought that there is a Tua breakout coming, and it kind of feels like this is now where we are going to see that. Um, also, I'm going to buy Philadelphia. Uh, they looked very, very good uh, against a, a Minnesota team that we take very seriously around these parts. And so, with that in mind, I, I you look at this division, yes, the Giants are 2-0. They have the potential to go three and zero Monday night against the uh, against the Dallas Cowboys, but no one in this division is close. And Jalen Hurts looks like he may have taken a step now. Um, I just I really like what this football team is doing. I, I love the weapons they have on offense. I think the offensive line is excellent. I think defensively they have done some very good things. I, I think they made what's going to amount to be a pretty good Minnesota offense look very average on Monday night, and I, I think that they are going to be able to progress forward with that. 2-0 teams that I am selling. Uh, the New York Giants. I'm not buying it at all. Um... I, I think we are seeing that Tennessee is quite a flawed football team and Carolina is quite bad. Even at 3-0, I won't be buying the, the Giants. They could be 16-0 going into the last week of the regular season, and I'll be like, eh, I'm not seeing it. I'm just not. I, I don't think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I think they have one weapon on offense that you really like. The defense is fine. That's great. Um, I do think they're well coached, but I, I just, I don't see... This team threatening. I don't, like, quite frankly, I don't even know if this is a playoff team, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, they they could win this week and then still 
we're going into the in the hunt season and they're like four and six and they're just kind of like the last team on there just because we needed to fill a, a graphic out. I'm also not buying Tampa Bay. Uh, that that scoreline looks a little bit upside down from what it actually was looking like in that game. That The offense has not been able to really capitalize um, all that effectively in the first couple of weeks. They have major issues on the offensive line. Again, the defense is playing well and this is still a team that I think has a potential to win this division or that is going to win this division, but I just, I, I have not seen anything yet that makes me take Tampa Bay seriously at all as any kind of serious threat. So I'm going to sell what the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are uh, trying to, 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 to I'm, I'm going to sell on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is what I'm saying. Uh, now the 0-2 teams, um, the buying on this is for a comeback. Uh, so at 0-2 right now, we have... Uh, sorry, the winless teams, because we have a couple 0-1-1s in here. Uh, we have Cincinnati at 0-2. Again, the offensive line issues appear to not have been fixed. But I do think that Joe Burrow is going to be good enough that they are going to be able to turn this thing around. Um, I, I think there's a bit of a Super Bowl hangover, but I, I think that loss last week uh, against Dallas is going to be a bit of a okay. This is ridiculous now. And also, you do have to look. They did go up against um, TJ Watt in the first game, and Micah Parsons in the second game. Those are maybe the two best defensive players in the National Football League. Oh, Aaron Donald exists, never mind. But th those are two of the best defensive players in the National Football League. I I I'm still going to cut them a touch of slack. I still think they are going to, to turn this thing around. The Indianapolis Colts, I, I just, I can't believe how badly it's gone the first couple of weeks. I have to think there was a turnaround. Frank Reich has always been a very slow starter. He's going to need to figure out how to get this turned around a little bit quick, uh, quicker than they have in past years. But the good thing for him is that the only team in this division that's won a game is Jacksonville so far. So it's not like someone is r out uh, lapping the field right now in the AFC South. I think Indiana, uh, Indianapolis sorry, is going to turn it around. I like what I've seen from Atlanta. Um, they they blow a late lead in week one. They hang with the defending champs in week two. I really do think Marcus Mariota, and he's going to come up a little bit later on. I really do think Marcus Mariota is a quarterback who, he, he's not Kyler Murray. Um, he, he's not going to be an upper echelon guy. But I, I think he is showing he can, like, pretty well, or manage this offense and run it pretty well. Um, we've seen him be dangerous with his legs. We have seen him be okay throwing the football. They have a couple of weapons that you don't mind. Uh, in, like, this is buying relative to, to like what expectations might be of them. I don't even know if this is a playoff team necessarily, but I do think there is going to be a bit of a turnaround for Atlanta. I I, I, I kind of like what they're doing right now. In the sell category, uh, the Houston Texans, it, it's just, it's not there for me. And no one no one thought it was going to be. We, we all knew that coming in. Um, I'm officially off the Carolina bandwagon now. It's been a year and a bit since um, we, we've been trying to, to will Carolina into being a competent football team. It's just not going to happen. We're past on Carolina. A couple playoff teams from last year. I'm selling on the Tennessee Titans. They can't do anything right now. Um, they can run the ball. That's about it. That uh, They can't stop anyone. I thought the defense was wildly overrated coming out of last season. And offensively, they can't move it at all. Like, this is... Now, again, playing a couple of juggernaut teams. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo and uh, the, the, the Giants. So, you know... The, the Buffalo one's one thing, but the Giants is, that's a tough one to take. I'm also selling on the Raiders. Um, any concerns we had about, like, um, issues defensively and issues with the offensive line have really rung true over the last couple of weeks. Now Hunter Renfro is fumbling the football all over the place. 
I'm I'm out on the Raiders now. And look, they're my team. I'm still going to watch them. I'm still going to cheer for them. But I am very much selling on the uh, Vegas Raiders right now. They're looking like the Oakland Raiders of the last little while. Um, fantasy football. It is waiver wire week or waiver wire time here for week three as we get ready for another week of fantasy football. A couple of targets that I am looking at here at each position. At quarterback, we talked about it before, Marcus Mariota is someone who I do think can have quite a bit of value because he's running the football, because he is a mobile quarterback. Um, There's a couple of bonehead mistakes that he makes in there, but I think Marcus Mariota is going to be someone who has a bit of a higher ceiling than people thought of him um, in fantasy football this year. And then obviously Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to a a Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, I... You just, you just kind of have to at this point with uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo. At wide receiver, there's not a lot, but I like Corey Davis. Uh, 10 targets in week one. He gets the touchdown in week two. We'll, we'll see what happens when Zach Wilson comes back and it's not Joe Flacco anymore, but I, I can't imagine that anyone drops off too much when Joe Flacco isn't their quarterback. So I, I think Corey Davis might have a bit of a, a spot here if you are desperate at wide receiver. <clears throat> Excuse me. At running back, J.D. McKissick and Eno Benjamin, uh, a couple of guys, backup running backs, who can thrive in the passing game. I, I like both of them. James Conner got a little bit banged up in that game against the Rainers. Eno Benjamin came in and did fine. And J.D. McKissick is just a PPR machine. In in standard leagues, maybe not as strong, but in PPR for both of these guys, I have them in PPR leagues. They're actually pretty effective. I like them. At tight end, it is Logan Thomas, just because there's not a whole lot of great options at the tight end spot. Um, and defenses this week, I like, uh, even though I said two options on Washington, uh, I like the Eagles going up against the Washington Commanders. Some of the music on Coach Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. Find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. Just the last one here on baseball. The debate has raged on about the American League MVP, and to me, it is simple. It is Aaron Judge. Um, for a few different reasons. One, and I get like the argument, the, the thing I want to avoid here, none of this is like, shitting on Shohei. I I think he is a once in a generation talent and what he has done has been nothing short of remarkable. It has been an incredible run for Shohei Otani so far. But what Aaron Judge is doing this season is crazy. Um, Aaron Judge's 10.4 war on fan graphs is more than the Angels, the Royals, Miami, uh, Washington, Colorado, Cincinnati, Oakland, Pittsburgh, Detroit had on their entire rosters. Thought I had one more, but I wrote combined there, which isn't actually true. He doesn't have more than all of those teams combined, but the combined rosters of war on those teams, Aaron Judge has more. Think about that. It's like teams would offer to trade their entire roster for Aaron Judge and the Yankees would not get the value back for it. That is unbelievable. And what Judge is doing, again, it, it seems like a very old school argument, but Judge is doing this in a playoff race. If Aaron Judge isn't doing... 100% of what Aaron Judge is doing, we are talking about the Blue Jays potentially getting a bye in the first round of the playoffs because they are going to win the American League East. That is not the case because of what Aaron Judge is doing. Um, He is carrying a beleaguered offense to the finish line, dragging the New York Yankees to a division title. And it is not Shohei Otani's fault that the Angels suck. However, when you are looking at who has been more valuable to their team, obviously Shohei has been incredibly valuable to the Angels, 
but he is not doing it, and this is not to say he wouldn't do it, we just don't have a chance to see it. He is not doing it under these types of circumstances, under the, the bright lights of the pressure games that Aaron Judge is playing right now. So I, I think that does I think that does have to matter. And I get the the argument. Um it was a really funny clip from the Athletic Baseball show where you were reading off all of Aaron Judge's accomplishments and someone said, Oh, that's great. What's his ERA? What's what's Shohei's defensive run saved? You know, like I'm I'm not saying that a center fielder is more valuable than a pitcher, but Shohei Otani has played none in the field this year, and Aaron Judge has had to move to center field because I mean, his team's center fielders were dog shit, but still, Aaron Judge has been out there playing defense all season long, and it has been at least league average, if not a little bit better, um, this season. And again, uh, that that is not to cancel off the fact that Shohei Otani is Babe Ruth, but it is, uh, I think, another kind of notch for, for Aaron Judge in this whole, well, he doesn't do what Shohei Otani does. And again, Shohei Otani, fine right fielder, hasn't had to show it this year, but we're not basing this on, well, he could have done it. We're, we're basing this on what he is actually showing. Shohei Otani is a once-in-a-generation talent, and the fact that I've had to even say one thing negative about him tears me up inside. Try to trade for him in every baseball video game. Um, he, he is a once-in-a-lifetime player, but Aaron Judge is having a once-in-a-lifetime season, and I think we have to recognize him for that. That is going to do it for the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. We will have more coming up tomorrow. It's Power Rankings Day. We'll talk to y'all later. I'm out.